Hello, and welcome to Detangled, a podcast for salon pros. We're your hosts, Molly Getz and Kylie Garcia, full-time entrepreneurs, hairstylists, educators, and moms. Also, part-time comedians, so get ready for some great education and a few laughs. Hey, Kylie. Hey, Molly. Is there anything that you've ever been fearful of? happening to you as the industry evolves? Oh, yes. For me, like, I am I mean, I'm fairly young, although I've been doing hair since I was 17, so I've been doing hair for 10 years, but I just, I have this fear that eventually I will reach a point where I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, this is how I do things. This is it. I can't grow. I can't change. And I just, I work really, really hard to avoid being that way because I've seen it happen around me so often, whether it's like people don't want to stay up on social media because it's too overwhelming or they can't um, keep up on the trends and don't want to learn new things. Um, I think the fear of ending up in that zone really is a big motivator for me to make sure I'm I'm learning from from younger people and um, trying to stay up on the trends yeah it's like we always have that joke about people who like peak in high school yeah. <laughs> like you don't want to peak in like the high school portion of your of your career right <laughs> uh, I feel the same way because I'm, I'm I'm the same boat as you I'm in my early 30s and I've been doing hair for almost 15 years and I'm like Sometimes it feels nerve-wracking to to keep up in in our world. And I anytime I start to feel that way, even with you know, we get associates and interns from the local cosmetology schools and these new stylists can they could balayage circles around me when they started coming in probably like 3 or 4 years ago and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing." Um, hey, but can you guys do foil highlights as good as me? <laughs> like, I, I still have that leg up on them. But when I realize, like, oh, my gosh, these this is, like, what they're doing. They are doing trendy hair and beauty school, and they're coming over to me, and I'm, like, still in my highlight game because that's what I've always been really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me start to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing relevancy, and that can't happen. I can't let this happen. Right. Yeah, totally. <sighs> I know. That's how I mean, what I, I went to cosmetology school in 2011. That's when like ombre like oh, started. Yes. So I like learned it in cosmetology school. But then, you know, the instant somebody started wanting a shag again, I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love this topic of conversation today. And um, I think I mentioned this in last week's episode, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. And you and I have always really focused on surrounding ourselves with the right people and always surrounding ourselves with people that are smarter than us. Like, that's the goal, right? You never want to be the smartest person in the room. That's why I hang out with you. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, thanks. <laughs> I thought it was just because I was funny, but that's okay, too. Um, maybe that's the added bonus. I don't know. That's why I hang out with you. So we have the absolute privilege today of being joined by someone who we both have not only just looked up to in the industry, but like we've sought out education and mentorship from this individual. And it's like giving me goosebumps to think about everything that that he has brought to the table in our industry. And I'm not going to like ramble on and on because this could be a five hour long podcast of me just introducing him. And I'm not going to do that to you all. So 
Um, without further ado, we are we have the pleasure of having Michael Cole. Yes. The Michael Cole on with us today. <laughs> Michael, I'm sorry. I, ha- I have to take it there. So for anyone who potentially doesn't know who Michael is, which, I mean, you, you probably do. But just to give everyone a nice reminder, he is a global salon educator for L'Oreal, and he's also the co-founder of Summit. So um, a quick background story. You know, my, my salon founder, Denise Soto, she started, she had stories of starting with Summit back when it was in its infancy with Michael and Mary and Randy. And um, I, I, I always felt so fortunate to be able to be surrounded by these people. Like, I don't know, I don't know life in the industry without them in it. And it was because of my affiliation with Denise Soto. And I have a really great picture I'm going to post of Michael and I uh, from, gosh, I don't even know, probably 2011 or something. It's adorable. Um, But I remember that class really vividly. And Michael, I'm just so grateful that you are on here with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I I was was listening to the introduction and you're you're already scaring me. I was thinking, oh God, this—you better be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've never disappointed us before. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, inviting me. I—I I always love to—I uh, love these experiences, so I can hardly wait to get started. We really wanted to bring you um, into this conversation today with this whole topic of staying relevant with our industry transformations, because let's face it—I mean. You have, how many years do you have in this industry under your belt? Well, I graduated from beauty school in 75, so I'll let you do the math. There's, (laughs) we're we're getting, you know, we're getting up there. (laughs) And you're either, you know, growing old or, you know, younging down. So I I try to stay on the young down side, but um, I love your words, relevancy, irrelevancy. Today, they equate to success and failure. To the degree that I'm relevant, I'm probably succeeding. And to the degree that I'm either losing relevancy and or becoming irrelevant, um, I'm on the endangered species list. So <laughs> you, you just try to, <laughs> I, my, it's my fear of failure. It's my fear of uh, being irrelevant that I think drives me to stay curious and in the game and be inquisitive and just keep pushing the envelope. So uh, you know, that, that, of course, that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> so, anyway, don't get me started. So, you know, with this idea of like trying to avoid becoming irrelevant, like how do we avoid making excuses of I'm too old or I can't keep up with the times? What do you do to make sure you're staying relevant? Well, to, I love that uh, what you just said, a very common narrative of, of explanation for not pushing the envelope is, quote, I'm too old or mm-hmm. I've waited, you know, I've waited too long. Um, and, you know, I when I and I run into that all the time and I always preface it with I, I love you too much to not agree with you. I love you too much to co-sign your bullshit. I, can you <laughs> yeah. can we get gritty on the deal? Or do you Please. want to? Okay. So no, let's take it yeah, there. <laughs> and and because it it it's not true. I mean, you go well. Prove it. Well, you're looking at me. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, if you my chronological age is 67, 
And yet, I, 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 I thank God that we're, we in, are in an age where our, how old we are is no longer measured by a number. But mm-hmm. to, to what degree are we learning? And today it's digital learning to the degree that we're, we're, we're engaged, we're curious, you know, we're inquisitive, we're, we're showing up uh, with, I call it, obsessive compulsive learning disorder or achievement disorder. <laughs> we're not getting old, we're, 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 we're younging down. So, and we happen to be in an age that even if we, we chill too much, and gee, I wish I would have gotten into the game 10 years, 20 years sooner. Well, we're really fortunate because in, in digital, we can collapse time. So you can oh. you can make up for any years you think you've waited too long or whatever. But the first thing you have to do is lay down the narrative. That's that's so untrue. And if you want me, to, I'll, I'll continue to point to myself as an example. I can point to a lot of other people. To the degree you believe what you're believing, you just continue to receive what you're receiving. So you, if if you don't like the receiving, you got to change the believing. So and if you can't believe what I'm telling you. Believe it. Borrow my belief until you can. But let's get going. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That you know that makes me think about like we with, with using social media, we can really create this this fake reality for people that we have more under our belts than we do. And it always makes me laugh when someone calls the salon and they want to book an appointment with whoever has been doing hair the longest, like. Hmm. I'm like, are you sure? Um, <laughs> because just because somebody's been doing hair the longest, it it really doesn't mean anything. Just like Molly was saying, you know, she's had associates come work with her and they know more about balayage because that's what they learned in school. But she had way more hair education under her belt, but they were actually the ones that were better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, to your point, Gailene, is that when somebody would say something like that, you know, to somebody at the front desk, I want somebody who's been there a while. Well, you know, I would not say this, but it's like, you've told me more about yourself than you know. You're probably like old. And um, <laughs> number two, whether you're 30 or 70, I mean, that, that you know, language is the uh, fingerprints of consciousness. So if you listen to that language, it's like, well, gee, can I take you to a social media page? Like, you know, do you have your mobile? Can, let's go to Instagram. Let's go to wherever. Mm-hmm. And let me show you some of the work that some people here are doing. And we don't have to have a conversation about how long they've been in the business. Because oh, yeah. somebody like yourself, Kylene, I mean, I, 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 you know, after 250 interviews, I, I hear so many stories that, listen, I got my license when I was 17. But I've been doing hair since I was like four <laughs> right. I mean, I was doing dolls and I was doing my friends and we were and we were just screwing. I just got kind of canonized in, in at, you know, a, a year ago. But uh, and uh, rather than even try to give that explanation, let me let me take you to my Instagram grids or highlights or whatever. And now it's like that 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 conversation becomes null and void. How long I've been doing here is inconsequential to look at my work. Yeah. Oh, that may, that's such a good point. You know, I was thinking about this concept of staying relevant in the industry and just and with how much has changed just for me in 13 years. Like, has there been a time, Michael, where you've been like, I can't believe how different things are today than they were 
one, five, ten years ago. Like, do, have you ever had that, like, I know you say this, like, that blinding flash of the obvious, like, holy crap, what's actually going on in this world right now? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it almost sounds like a broken record because, you know, for years I've been saying, you know, I, I'll, I'll say, I've seen more change <laughs> in the last year and a half than the last 20 or whatever. And then, you know, then all of a sudden we all get thrown into COVID and it's like, right. um, no, never mind what I said. I've seen more change <laughs> in the last, you know, like six months. And yeah, it's it looks yes. like you know, like it's always been changing and evolving, but it's like some someone, some goddess or whatever, got her hands on the dial and knob of the speed of change and like cranked it because right. I you know really uh, you know and all you need to look at is what we were doing on March fifteenth of this year, which is like you know six seven and, and what we're doing now, and you go you you know you get shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if you I'll tell you, if you're riding the crest of that tidal wave of change that's going at like Mach 5, you're having the time of your life. But if, if you're if you're if you're in front of the crest running as fast as you can to get out of its way, you're freaking. Or if you're so mindless, you're saying what crest? You know, it's like, right. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe, maybe ignorance really is bliss. So you just you just stay profoundly unconscious. And then when you get run over, you won't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Actually, I was in a training this weekend and that was a really big point that they made that that analogy of like when the wave hits, you either learn to surf or you drown. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, it's, it sounds aggressive, but it's that simple. Yes. It really is. Yes. And I yeah. love those environments because it makes things real clear. It's not gray. Right. And, and, we, and you see the implications of, you know, if, if you think it's difficult staying in the game, what way do you see how painful it is to not be? Mm. You know, un, unless you're like, you know, two months away from collecting Social Security, you know, and you're retiring. But if, if you're, you know, 20, 30, 40, even 50 something, and, and you don't have the option, you got to keep working. You're going to want to, painful as it is to wake up and, and, and start running with us, uh, it's that's less painful than being run over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were, we were chatting before this, you mentioned a thought that I have all the time is thank goodness for Gen Z. And, and I actually really like to learn from Gen Z a lot. Do you think we can use these younger people as a tool to help us continue to evolve? Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. And, and now Gen Z, I think it's, it's like, are we at like 19 yet? You know, like a, a, a senior Z is like 19 mm-hmm. or 20. And I love them because, you know, first of all, they, you know, they were on, they were on Instagram when they were like 10. Yeah, right. <laughs> or eight, and they were, you know, they were, they're, 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 you know, they're artists. They were painting something mm-hmm. when they were eight or nine, and you know, putting it on, you know, Instagram or whatever. And and uh, then they went, okay, I'm, gee, I, I just interviewed somebody a couple of days ago, so I just decided I would paint faces, but the, the faces would be my canvas. <laughs> so I did makeup for a little while, and then I I, I looked and oh wow. Hair can be my canvas. So, mm-hmm. but you need, so I went to school for a little while and I'm painting hair and I'm, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on my, on my platforms. And oh, by the way, I'm, you know, like 20 and uh, <laughs> yeah. on my second year at, 
gee, I, it looks like I'm going to be a six-figure W-2 hairdresser here right. in the next 12 months. And you go, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and I have now, you know, the, these are people that are, you know, somebody that's 19 or 20 is almost young enough to be my grandkid. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 but if I just go down a few years before, like my, my oldest granddaughter is like 13 and she barely remembers how old she was when she, st- she had her first iPhone. Her mm, iPad, yeah, like she, you just got to think, and then her sister, uh, at like you know, twelve or uh, ten, is like, Grandpa, shut up! I, why, I, you know, like, what are you talking about? Because she's a native. She, she can't. She, she was screwing around on something when she was like, you know, nine months, and you know, right. and she's navigating through kid YouTube at two. So it, it, it yeah. I, and I say that because th- those are my mentors. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I want to sit down with somebody and, and they, it freaks them out because it's like, God, you're, you're old. What do you, what do you, like the other day I was, somebody was showing me something. I, I don't know if it was on TikTok or Snapchat or something. And I, I, I really wanted to figure it out because it was like animating an emoji. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great on live. And they were getting, imp- <laughs> they were getting impatient. And, and they just said, you know, Mr. Cole, you either get this or you don't. And it's like, no, China, shut up. Like you, you, you're going to teach me this. I want to, you know, it's not, I'm not asking you to be my life coach here. You know, I, I need 15 minutes of your time to show me how to navigate this goddamn app. And then, you know, then, then, then you can leave. But they, they, they look, they go, wow. He, you know, like he looks old, but he's like, he's in the game. He like, he really, yeah, yeah. this guy's serious. He wants to know how to figure this little uh, gadget out on, uh, you know, on a platform. You know, I had I had a client that I asked her if she had TikTok, which it's always funny because I feel like when I when I ask people my age if they have TikTok, they're like ashamed if the answer is yes. They're like, yeah, but I don't make them. I just watch yeah. them. Or they're like, I don't I don't have an account. I, I, I haven't created one of those. I just scroll through. Just get on there. Um, but but then if I ask, like I just asked one of my clients yesterday that's really young. I was like, do you have TikTok? She's like, yeah. Like, it was just obvious. Like, duh, of course mm-hmm. I have TikTok. But I asked one of my clients, and she's uh, probably in her 30s, and I, I said, do you have TikTok? And she's like, oh, no, I, I can bar- barely even use Snapchat. And I, like, thought to myself right away, like, if I ever utter those words, I'm in trouble. You know, if I <laughs> yeah. ever say, like, oh, I can't even do this, then that's really when I'm starting to fall behind. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, you know, when you first started talking about what can we learn from this, you know, newest generation in our in our industry that is bringing in bringing in as much money as they want to be bringing in in, in all actuality. Like one uh, so Michael, just so you know, I'm um, Kylene and I tend to tend to throw the word pet peeve out a lot on this on the show. Um we have <laughs> a few of them. We have a few of them, <laughs> but it is one of my biggest irritations when I go teach a class or I'm talking to someone who works side by side with a younger generation and they belittle them and they're like, oh, these, you know, uh, this phrase like kills me. It's like kids these days. Ugh. And I'm like, they aren't, you know, none of them are, ch- or I've even been said that about me. And I'm like, dude, like I'm in my thirties. Like I am not as old as you, but that's not my fault. It's not my fault. I was born in 1988. That's just <laughs> the the universe. And, um, 
when I hear people belittle, you know, this younger generation, it's like, number one, it's not their fault that that's their age. But number two, like, what are you so intimidated by? Like, if you aren't learning from them, then you're just going to have this awful chip on your shoulder. And it just, I'm like, first of all, yeah, they're not kids. They're, (laughs) they're adults. They are probably the same age as a lot of the people saying that we're getting married or maybe even having their own children. So, um, you know, when I've talked to people about that concept, a lot of times it's like, well, I have children their age, I have grandkids their age, and they're like in protective mode. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want the, the younger the people get that come into the workplace with them. It's like they get like mama bear on them in, in a weird way. And it just is one of those things that I like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I promised myself. Like, I don't ever want anyone younger than me coming into the salon and me being like, oh, back, back when I was your age, because like, they don't want to hear that crap. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know? and, here, and here's the, the whole truth. And I think as a, as a boomer, I, I can, I can, I can uh, give my fellow boomers and, and Gen Xers and even millennials, um, yeah. you know, a little bit of, a little bit of shit, and and that is, uh, you, it's and I'm on the receipt. Kids these days, and and I I'll just I'll I'll look and to see if they've got their mobile in front of them, and I can tell. Oh yeah, the, that looks like an iPhone four, um, and you you know they, <laughs> and and you 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 can ju- you know a digital Neanderthal when they're in front of you, and I don't <laughs> I don't say any of this, but at some point I'll go. Well, it uh, what. You know, part of this story, it's it's your get out of jail free card so that you don't have to learn again, because if if you lay that down, you got a lot to learn. First of all, you got to get a new mobile um, (laughs) and and you you have to learn. You have to learn little things like how do you download an app? How do you down? How do you download an update on your mobile? Because, you know, forever you've been going to the very genre that you're making fun of, who is your kid or your granddaughter, and having them do it for you while you make mm-hmm. fun of them. Uh, and, and so it's like, let's tell the whole truth. You, you're, learning scares you, right? And, and so mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll blame it on the, the younger kids. And I'm, you know, I'm going to say, when I'm done hanging out with you, I'm going to go hang out with the people, the very people you're making fun of, because th- frankly, they're younging me down. Yeah. And, and you, you're, you're younger than me, but you look older than me. You, you look like a fossil to me. <laughs> but it, it but it really, they just need somebody yeah. to say, look, you, I'm not, I love you too much to allow you to, uh, to, to sign on to your BS. Oh, that's so true. I love a good truth bomb like that. Well, I think it, it really takes, you know, setting your pride aside to say like, I don't understand this, but I want to. And that's, I mean, that's really, it's really hard to do. Well, we, I think we bring, especially the old, uh, you know, the, the genre that I'm in, I had, it took me many years to get over feeling somewhat comfortable with being uncomfortable when I was learning something new because you know we when we're trying something for the first time we forget that we don't know what we're doing and that we're not going to know what we're doing for a little while until we do so it and we a lot of us have baggage about anytime I didn't know what I was doing and I made the mistake of asking somebody a question or about I remember being on the receiving end of blowback like somebody calling me stupid or what do you mean you don't know I can't I can't believe that you don't know how to do this and 
whatever it is. So I hate it being in there because it, it, it brings up a lot of stuff for people. Mm-hmm. And it did mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I like I said, I'm in therapy today because of walking through that, you know, forever ago where I remember somebody asking me a question when I was a kid and I made the mistake of saying, I don't know. And right. and that person saying, what do you mean? You don't know. <laughs> you, It's like, you better know. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, then I'll lie. So you need, you lie because you don't want to get blowtorched. Well, you, right. we carry that stuff with us yes. into adulthood. And, and then we wonder why learning is terrifying. It, it, it's almost like we get P, we have PTSD from, from trying to being a student once upon a time forever ago. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I didn't mean to get this intense or this <laughs> personal, <laughs> but I, I it, it, learning, when we're learning, we're vulnerable. We're, we, we're, yeah. we really are vulnerable. Yeah, I feel, I can always, like, I try to I try to be someone who puts myself into other shoes when I'm when I know I'm going into a position like that. If I'm teaching a class and I walk into a salon full of stylists and and you've get like all the age ranges like I try to think, okay, how are these brand new stylists going to feel working on a brand new skill set with me standing there watching them? And then how are these 30-year, 35-year veterans going to feel with me standing there watching them and that state of vulnerability? Like I still I will never forget going to a class just last, I think it was last November. It it feels like five years ago, but it was just last November. And I am a designer. I love cutting hair. And I started cutting hair on a mannequin at this program. And it was like I'd never touched a freaking pair of shears before. I I literally put the wrong finger in the, the finger. I'm not kidding. I'm like, what in the heck is wrong with me? And like that, I'm glad that happened to me because and I, I was luckily able to like laugh it off and it became a lesson that has stuck with me just this past year of vulnerability. And, you know, it is a really intimidating atmosphere and it can really mess with you. And if you aren't, I don't know, I don't know if it's mentally strong enough. I don't know if that's what it is, but if you just aren't willing to look in the mirror and see it as an opportunity right. and not as something that's going to... Um, diminish your existence <laughs> yeah and you know you what know. What molly what came up for me as i'm listening is to the degree that when when i'm in learning mode and i'm on the receiving end of a tutor somebody that's teaching me to the degree that i don't feel judged by them i'm i feel less vulnerable so and so when i teach teachers and and or teach parents or whatever that and somebody you're on the receiving end of tutoring somebody Stay away from anything that looks, sounds, and feels like you're judging because that, that, mm-hmm. that's what shuts somebody down. And it really, we're so used to being judged, like as a teacher. I mean, that's what I've been doing forever as a teacher. And I do one-on-one tutoring. It takes a little while for my student to go, whoa, he, he's not, judging me is not what's on his mind. He's, he's really fascinated and, and challenged to teach me. And I can feel safe letting my guard down with him because there's no judgment. And, and I've done yeah. that long enough and I have an empathy. When, when a learner gets a sense that they're not going to be judged as they're trying to learn, that you sharpen that curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I mean, I'm not trying to like toot your horn for you, but that is the one thing that has always kept me coming back to you as a, as an educator, Michael, is your ability to never, I've never felt like, you know, 
coming into a program with you or even when I've, you know, you've interviewed me twice now on your Thursday night Facebook live show. And it's always, it's like, you're so interested in learning what mm-hmm. I have to share. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm here for like, I need, I need what you have in your brain. And you're like, no, I need what you have. And that's why we're doing this together. Right. Um, because you have that ability. And I think it's incredible. That's the, that, that's the secret sauce that, you know, when Facebook, li- when Facebook launched Facebook live in 15 and, and I wanted to use that platform, but it was really to go out and find people like you and to, to not just interview them, but to learn from them in the process of interviewing them. See, and that's really what continues to, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to reinvent myself, but I can engage in a process where I continue to get reinvented because of the opportunities to not just interview uh, teachers, but to learn from the teacher that I'm interviewing. And I really, uh, I, 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 that's, that's new, you know, we're as good as the, 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 the relevancy of the content that we have today, if we're teaching. So it, it was as much or more of an opportunity to learn from you as it was to interview you and bring you to as a teacher to my community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, you know, just with Michael, how you interview, um, you know, folks on Facebook Live, Molly connected us earlier this year because she thought that you would might maybe wanna hear about my TikTok journey. And, um, you know, I was able to grow on TikTok like really, really quickly. And I think TikTok has grown so much since I started on TikTok. But actually, when I first heard about TikTok last year, it was one of those things that I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And do we really need another thing? But the more I was on it, it, it really just made me realize, you know, this is where the younger generation is. And if I'm going to live in that space, I ac- absolutely have to be a part of it and be seen here. So I, really, I think I really dove in, luckily, <laughs> when when it first started and first started to grow and, and having hairstylists on it. Um, so I was able to grow. But just what I've been able to learn, you know, just like what we were talking about earlier, learning from Gen Z, I see all these Gen Zers on TikTok constantly. And it is like it's constant learning for me of of how to teach, how to engage people of that age um, in the classes I'm teaching, but also that come in my chair in the salon. So I know how to interact with them based on, um, you know, seeing their generation on TikTok. One thing that's been really standing out to me lately is really understanding how emotional this generation is Mm. and how important it is that we address their anxieties about being in our chairs Um, because I'm just seeing it from a different light of how how anxious this generation is and like really making sure I focus on that when they're sitting in my chair of making them feel comfortable You know, it's interesting, Kylene. As you were talking, I was I I, I went to uh, TikTok, and um, I wanted to just kind of because I follow you on TikTok, and I'm looking at your work, and it's extraordinary. Um, oh, I mean, I, I you know I, I want to uh, you're on my radar to interview uh, on Facebook Live, and it's going to be be all about TikTok. I mean, my my God, you've got and, and then you go to my. TikTok page, and I'm I really wanted to learn, and and I, I I'm very comfortable with it. I I create and place content, but you 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 I want to learn from you. You got like eight hundred and one thousand likes, 
You know, you've got just decided 20,000 <laughs> followers. You know, I'm saying, what the heck? She's got that there's a there's an Instagram uh, uh, click that you can that I didn't even know that you could get uh, that they had an Instagram icon on TikTok. Now I'm on your damn Instagram page. <laughs> and, and I'm going, oh, my God. So, you know, uh, it it's really cool to. To really be enough in the game to just learn, because as you know, every single day, either the platforms are putting a new feature for us to use, or one of us has discovered a new way of using Mm -hmm. a pre-existing feature. And that's what, you know, to me, that is innovation. That's being an innovator. Being a digital innovator isn't like we create anything per se. Yeah, we create content, but the the magic is what features are you using on the platform to document the content, to brand it, to make it so that when people go to your page to see your content, they're just not looking at stuff. They're having an experience. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I love it. I remember back in quarantine when I saw you, Michael, join TikTok, and I was one of those people. I'm like, I'm not going to admit to anyone that I'm on TikTok um, <laughs> because I don't know. I'm just like embarrassed. And now I'm like, yeah, man, let's make a TikTok. It's like the only positive place I can in the social world I can be right now with everything going on in our in our world. But when I saw you join TikTok and I was like, of course, Michael's on TikTok now. Like he has to be like this is this is his jam is totally like discovering these new things. And that's actually, I don't know, for me, I don't know about you, Kylie, but that was when he, when I saw that, I'm like, we have to get him on this podcast and talk about these innovations that mm-hmm. he's been a part of. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and I remember you being on there and, and uh, we were following each other and I was, I was like, look, and now I'm on your, your TikTok page and how you're <laughs> leveraging it, you know, to, to, uh, for, for education. It's a, you're using it, you know, as a learning channel for your, your work. And I and then I to some degree from hanging out with you, I, I learned how to use uh, TikTok. And then I started when people started following me and liking my, um, you know, in, in my post, I would always I would follow up on every person that would that would engage with me. And I would go to their TikTok page. And to your point, there's a whole bunch of people that go to TikTok, but they don't have. Like they got a page set up, but there's nothing there. Right. Like you, most of my followers are like that because they're like boomers, right? So <laughs> that that you know that you know their grandkid or their kid got them on TikTok so that they can go and look around, but they're not they're not building any they're not building their story they're not building any brand on that platform. Yeah, at least that's been my experience. Yeah, it's like they're like the watchdog of TikTok. They're making sure the kids are staying out of trouble, but they're not right. engaging in anything else. <laughs> but I know enough about, you know, the, 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 the innovation curve that you've got the very, 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 very early, early, early adopters that adopt whatever the next thing is. And, you know, you, you know, and Kyleen, myself, we're, we happen to be in that community. But mm-hmm. I forget that, uh, that uh, TikTok is still... The community that's on TikTok are very, 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 very early adopters. And TikTok hasn't, in my opinion, hit. It hasn't went over the um, the tipping point, the Rubicon, where all of a sudden now, like Instagram now is you've got a, an early majority 
that's on Instagram. Instagram now is way beyond early adopter, but TikTok isn't. Mm-hmm. And what what a great time to be on it because the algorithms, there was a time when you went on Instagram and you posted 100% of your uh, your content went to 100% of your followers. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and when, when Facebook bought Instagram now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm damn lucky to get two to three percent of my content to my community. And, and if I wanted to get to any more than that, I got to give Instagram some money. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got to promote it. So. So, Michael, do you think then that in, in a way to stay relevant, do you think that social media is an absolute must? For everyone to stay yeah, relevant. I, I would say an absolute must to, uh, if it, not the 10th power, probably the 6th to 7th power. Because, <laughs> and, well, I think to stay digital, to, you know, a generation C as connected is the only generation that doesn't correlate with how old we are. So I'm, I'm, I'm as much or more of a generation C, C meaning I'm connected to digital. And because social media is such a big part of digital, it, 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 the mm-hmm. space on the Internet is, is big, big, big with social. So, yes, it, it, right now, social is the, the, the number one place to be living if you want to continue to become more digital. Or in this case, I want to be more relevant. I want to... I want to protect the relevancy I have. I want to keep learning. I would say be digital and hang out on social media, uh, Instagrams, the TikToks, the Facebooks, the Pinterest, depending on if you're a hairdresser or not. And then, you know, keep your eyes and ears open to see if there's going to be, you know, a new pivot. Uh, Who knows where it's going from here? So what do you, I, I want both of your opinions on this. What do you say to the people that are like really discouraged by social media? lately because of you know all of the political divide and all of this stuff that's going on that makes social media really hard to be on yeah my take would be uh you know kyleen that show me somebody that's saying that and i get my my, I, i would bet money that they don't know how to navigate facebook so it's like where like i know where you're hanging out you're hanging out in this big, big, big part of the Facebook space called drama, right? right? You know, where, where, where there's no such thing as a uh, as a conversation that isn't super energy charged with diametrically opposed. You know, I'm either f- I'm for this, you're against this. Let's get on Facebook and hate each other, and 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 it's like, well, okay, but I don't. I don't live there. I, yeah. I, I'm in other communities where I'm, I'm part of communities where it, it, there are communities where we catch each other up and we have the kind of conversations that we're having. And in my and that's my community is that way. If if I get an emotionally charged person to become a member of my community and they just bring in that habit. First time I warn them just by deleting their comment. Second mm-hmm. time you're gone. You're 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 banned. You're 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 you're. You're banned from my community, and I and and I get myself into trouble all the time because they find another way to get to me, and they go, "Why, <laughs> why did you do that?" And my answer is always the same: because I can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's it's like my community. I don't allow crosstalk on my community, and yeah. because I don't want to get like if if you oppose me, 
I'll post me on your page. Right. And then because if I let you get away with it, then there's people in my community that feel the need to defend me. How dare you would say that to him? I, I've been, it's like, oh my God. Just, so I just, I, you know, I'm, I delete people. I block people all the time to say, look, there's, there's too many other places on Facebook where you can bring that energy to, but don't bring it to my community. And any communities you see me be a member on, they're, they're like my community. I'm not, if I, if I want to be if engaged or watch something that's got drama in it, I, you, know, I'll, I, you know, I'll get on TV and get on one of the networks. I won't drop names because they're, they're, that would be tacky, but I don't go to social for that reason. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such a good point. I do always think about that, that concept of you are who you hang out with the most. Yes. And, you know, are the, the thousands of people you're connected to on social media, are they your people? And I know I'm with you, Michael. I, I block people or unfollow people on the regular because it's just like I can't handle the the drama. And, it, you know, as someone who naturally is a dramatic person, I don't like the negative drama in oh. my life because I can fall into that really easily. And thank goodness I've taught myself how to be really self-aware, but it's just, it's like, it's a toxicity that's not worth it to me. And when I tell people that much, just, just unfollow them. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're, yeah. they're mad at you. Oh no. Like yeah. who cares? Like yeah. it's just, it's not worth it. One of my favorite things about all social media is that you can block people from your community. You can kick them out. You can, mm -hmm. uh, and that—that's what, what that is so empowering about it. And so you can you you can morph the kind of community you want and keep the community that you don't want out of your community. Mm -hmm. It's your right. Really? It's your prerogative. So when people say, ask me why, it's uh, my, my answer is, because I can. But, <laughs> I mean that's why that's why it's social. That's so good. I didn't know this was going to turn into a social media talk but here we are i yeah. love I feel it like we always end up there <laughs> i know we do it's so important yeah oh. well it's it's given all of us all of us an opportunity to own and build and develop and brand in essence our own media companies yeah like mm -hmm. that's why when i go it's social media well yes it is social media but you could take the word social off of it mm -hmm. And all of us have our own TV channels. <laughs> we we yeah. we we have you know now Instagram for a lot of us has become our own our own digital magazine. It's like mm -hmm. you know you own your yeah. own magazine company, and it's like that is so cool. And we're no longer at the mercy of you know these media companies that have pretty much controlled us forever. We 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 can create our own communities our own content, our own reach, how relevant we are. It just depends on what's our community and how much are we serving that community? To me, that's what drives relevance. That's awesome. So. Well, Michael, if people listening don't know how to find you on the social communities, where <laughs> where can they find you? Like, what's the best sites yeah, to look for yeah, you yeah. Well, if you Google Michael Cole Summit, because Summit now is my last name, and it's not necessarily because I love Summit. It's that they own my soul. <laughs> and, and now it's Michael Cole L'Oreal, because, you know, for years they've, I, you know, they, they uh, paid me money to sponsor the work. So I love both those companies. That'll take you to my, call it business community. If you want to hang out with uh, a much, much deeper, more personal, interpersonal 
transpersonal spiritual part. I have two places. Uh, one is on Facebook. One's on Instagram called Michael Cole Next. And uh, next on Instagram is um, it's beautiful. It's really turned into a just a great, uh, very personal, uh, spiritual. I'm not religious, but I do believe in you know deeper, higher laws. And I the the posting there, the content there is very rich, but it's deep. And then I have the same platform uh, on Facebook, but because that community is a little bit uh, is a little bit uh, broader. Um, I, I would call that if you're if you're looking for personal growth, kind of ABC personal growth, um, Michael Cole next on Facebook would be a, uh, a great, I think you'd find some value there. And if, if you want to dial it up in intensity, I shouldn't say intensity, depth, uh, Michael Cole next on uh, Instagram. That's so awesome. So who knows where it's going to be? We, we need to stay in touch with each other like this once a year, just because now a year is no longer a year. A, a year right. is like five years. Mm-hmm. So. That's so true. That's so true. Well, Michael, we can't thank you enough for joining us today and for your wise, wise words of wisdom. And any other word I can affiliate with that that starts with W. Um, we just we, we really appreciate you more than you could possibly know. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'll come back and hang out with you guys anytime. <laughs> we have some super exciting news to share with you. We hosted our very first Raise Sessions hands-on workshop back in September and it was such a hit. I'm not even trying to like make myself sound really good right now. We had a blast and our attendees had so much fun too. We had such a great turnout that we decided we were going to do it again. So mark your calendars for November 15th. This time we are hosting this event in Perrysburg, Ohio. So it's a really great location to get from if you are coming down from Michigan or over from Indiana or I don't even know, heck flying in from Wyoming if you want to. The more the merrier, all are welcome this time. We are still going to be abiding by all of our health and safety rules. Head over to one of our Instagrams. You are gonna find the link to get registered in one of the bios of either our Raise Education Instagram. We'll even put it in our Detangled Podcast Instagram bio so that way you know exactly where to find us. And we hope to see you and hey, bring a friend or four. The more the merrier. We can't wait to see you at our next Raise Sessions event. Thanks so much for listening. We love to receive feedback, so please write a review if you're loving what you're hearing. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss out on the fun. Also, be sure to follow us on our Instagram, at Detangled Podcast. Until next time, this is Molly and Kyleen. Thanks for tuning in.